I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Welcome to episode 11 of the Talking With Giants podcast. In this fractured stop-start, not sure if we should still bother season, your constant is back with another week's analysis. This week we'll look back on an eventful week at Giants HQ as defeat against Wigan... COVID and injuries keep the Giants in a bit of a mire, although there are a couple of new enforcers in the squad. With me today is a chap who is always keen to enforce the stats on a weekly basis. It's Josh Phillips, and a man always ready to tackle the big issues and give the big hits where necessary. It's Jake <laughs> Rowlands. Hello, everyone. Hello. Good afternoon. How are we? Good. Uh, I think this might be a quick one. Uh, it, it's starting to feel a bit Groundhog Day, isn't it, in, in the podcast, so... Uh, Wigan 16, Giants 12. Uh, Giants uh, have gone full Huddersfield Town lately, haven't they? And uh, failed to convert another another lead. Um, mm. Any thoughts on this one? Jake, I know you were very attentive in this game. Um, yeah. How did you find How did you find the game? Because there were a couple of standout moments, and but unfortunately yeah. it just ended uh, in a typical fashion. I found it as whole, the whole game from a few weeks ago, take two. It was exactly the same. You know, we got off off the line pretty well, 10 points up, I think it was. But I always knew, even at that point, we were going to lose the game. It was after 20 minutes or 25 minutes gone, you could just tell we were just waiting to go behind, if that makes sense. I don't, some people probably disagree with me, but, you know, Marshall scored just before half-time. And then I knew as soon as we came out of the second half, at some point we were going to go behind, and I always got the feeling we needed to go behind for Ian Watson to make the change. Everyone wanted Will Price to come on, and that's exactly what had to happen. Don't get why we have to wait. Similar like to the England game a few days ago, we always have to wait till the inevitable's happened to make a change. And I don't get why that is, but you know he clearly doesn't trust these young lads, Watson, like he says he does. Otherwise, I, f- I think Will Price would have been on the field sooner. Um, yeah, we almost won it in the last minute, but do I think do I feel we deserve to win the game? Probably not. We were just a bit that whole second half. I think for about thirty minutes we were really poor. Um, we just didn't look like creating. You know, from from when we scored that second try, we just didn't look like create, creating anything really. Um, Price came on, gave us a little bit of um, you know speed. Um, it, I think it was the first you know attacking kick in terms of you know a little grubber into the ingle area. We hadn't managed to do one of them all game. Um, been doing what we've done quite a few weeks before, turning the ball over instead of trying to, you know, get a repeat set or dink it in for a try. Uh, we just don't seem to lack ideas. Not blaming Ollie, Ollie Russell or Sam Wood for that because, you know, Sam Wood's not an halfback, um, but he's, he's been told he needs to play there by Watson. But why have we got an halfback on the bench when we're obviously lighting the forwards as well? That That's the part that I don't get about Watson's tactics. Um, I feel like he got that wrong. I feel like if you know maybe would have brought Price on 15 minutes earlier, we might have got some out of the game. Um, but mm. it's not 
it's not to be um, yeah. on, on to this week. Yeah, I felt the same about Price. Um, I understand that you have to use him sparingly, uh, given his age and his. You know, he's, he's still a on the small side, isn't he? You know, he's um, coming up against big blokes. Might not be doing the best uh, in terms of his development to play too much at this stage. But I think you should, as you say, I think you could see that we were just not going to create anything with uh, Wood and Russell in the halves. And I felt like uh, when we were twelve six up, I felt like we needed another try. Even then, I thought I felt like you know we're not just going to nick it thirteen to twelve or something like that. Um, for me, uh, I've, I've said it in the group chat. Um, when Russell missed that drop goal uh, at the end of the first half, that was I knew I knew we wouldn't win after that. Especially when they scored straight after. For me, that was a game changing moment. You know, it's a, it's an easy drop goal, no pressure on him. You've got to kick that. And then it goes thirteen nil, and then it's it's different game mentally for both teams. You know we're gonna we're gonna think in well we've got to score three times, whereas you go in at half time twelve six, it's completely different ball game, and I think it's criminal to to miss that. I'm not, I'm not blaming it all on him because people make mistakes, but I think that is what cost us the game. But I, just, I I can't see us winning the game with Wood and Russell in the halves. There's, there's just not enough there, unfortunately. Don't blame either of them. Probably, it's probably the, the halfback combination you've got to pick at the moment based on the squad we've got. But I would play Price in, in games where we think we can get a result. There's no point playing him against Catalan. Or, although he did play against Catalan, he came on. But I'd, I'd play him in these games against you know Paul Wigan team. I'd give him a go on Friday night. Exactly um, that. Exactly that. It's got to start this Friday. You know, Give yeah. him a chance to start to see what he can do in the game before we're behind and saying to the lad come on we're behind shows what you can do let him start exactly, the game yeah. and see what he can do yeah um, I think I think he's he's definitely there's definitely a lot of talent there it's just it doesn't always come out straight away when you if you start a player from the start but we, we've seen that he, he's got something there you know he's, he's going to be a top player no doubt about that um, but in terms of our performance uh, on Sunday it was Sunday wasn't it lots happened since then um I thought we were really good in the first half and I thought we were much the better team. Um, but then the slightest bit of adversity and it's just always the same at, at the moment, the way the, the way this team is. You just you just know that it, we're going to collapse. Um, at the minute one thing goes wrong, you just think, well, that's yeah. it. That's a try and they're going to score again. And like you said, until we go behind and then we'll start chasing the game. But yeah. there was such a, an inevitability about it um, when we were 12-6 up. But, um, you know, they scored three tries to two. They probably just about edged it, but, you know, they were not good. And that's the that's the bit I struggle with really now with Giants. It's the predictability of you know what's going to happen and you're just waiting for it to happen. You know, mm. it was so obvious that was going to happen. That Liam Marshall, you know, he's done it to us numerous times before, that little chip over, um, you know, and run, running onto it and picking up on him. I know, but I had, see, saw people say on Facebook, you know, Jerry pulled out my month if Jerry had been playing with a one. I don't actually believe that to be true because I don't think Jerry's capable of, um, you know, going for the ball like Ash Albot did to create that try from Jake Wardle. I don't think we just scored mm. that try. And there was a couple of times when Wigan made a bit of a break down that side where... I think Marshall would have probably done Jerry for pace, whereas he yeah, didn't I think, do I think Bot, Bot got away with it uh, pace wise. Pace, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think Jerry and would have probably try, been cut out. That we were lucky not to get um, 
when Marshall went over and it went to video and he had his foot, you know, he put his hand down on the lines. Yeah. Probably, that was, we were lucky to get away with that one. But Yeah, but you see, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry might have not got over, into, you know, crossing time yeah. with, with his lack of pace compared to Bot, you know, and he might have had an easy try that one. Marshall, you don't know, but there are a couple of other, other inst- inst- instances, sorry, uh, yeah. before that where, he, you know, I think he got put into touch and he almost brought clear. Uh, you know, I think if Jerry would have been on that wing, Wigan might have run a couple of other tries in. And that's I'm not saying <laughs> Ashall Bot's a better player than Jerry. I just think Ashall Bot were better suited to that game than what probably Jerry would yeah. have been. Well, I thought um, he had a good game. Yeah, he had, he had made a couple of errors second half. Yeah, but he did. I thought he had a very good first half and that, that leap for the try was great. Very impressive. Yeah, but in terms of meters, you know, Luke Yates were, you know, probably our biggest meter maker. I'll let you tell stats in a short while, but, you know, you could tell by a mile were our biggest meter maker at the, the weekend. And, you know, he's a relatively small man as well compared to in terms of prop size. Um, I think, you know, we're relying too much on Kudjo and Louis Senior to make his meters. I don't think the other forwards made as much meters as what we maybe thought. They did, uh, you know. Um, Jones looked quite good first half, and then went a bit quiet in the second half. Um, yeah. I just can't put my finger on it. What's wrong, really? We just seem to, you know, like you say, a little bit of adversity. Something goes wrong, and then that's it. As Ed seems seem to go. I think it's, it's a mental issue mm. as much as anything. I will say Oliver Russell did get better this week. To be honest with you, I gave him a bit of criticism, which I I retracted um, because I thought it was a bit un, unjust after the game. You know, he's playing behind a crap pack in a poor side. Having not had much game time this year, in an ideal scenario, you know he'd been playing at reserves week in week out, getting better and better. When he's, he's not really played many games at all, we brought him in, expected him to work miracles in a poor side, and it's never going to happen really. So um, I will hold my hands up on that one and say, you know, I've probably been a bit too harsh on Ollie Russell. <laughs> I I I disagree. I, please please tell me what what is um, what what his attributes. I just don't see him, mate. I, think Honestly, I want I want to know. I don't yeah. see him. It's clearly, I think the areas where he struggles is when you're at, near the opponent's line and you're looking for a bit of creativity, you know, to, to find a gap. Or I think he just needs to get better in that area once he improves or he can take on the line a bit better in, in them scenarios. I think he'll be a much well-rounded player at the moment. What, what the does area. he do well there? So in the game on Sunday, what did he do well, in, in your opinion? Uh, defensively, I thought he was quite good. And he was quite good at organising, um, you know, in first half. But then again, he seems to go quiet in second half, but he's not the only one. The whole seems to happen to the whole team. We had a 30-minute spell, didn't we? We were just constantly on back foot and we didn't look mm. like scoring at all until Will Price came on. And then suddenly, you know, his fortunes changed a little bit. It looked more lively. We're throwing the ball out a little bit more and we, we almost... Scored a try at the end, you know. Mm. Um, I just like him to be given an opportunity, you know, when we've got a, a decent pack out that are going to get on, get us on front foot. Um, at the moment, we, we're not in that position, and it's hard to, you know, it's hard to really judge a young half that's developing. He's obviously not as talented as what the likes of Lee Price is, but he's obviously a grafter, you know, because all the all the coaches say nothing but positive things about him. So you know. You, if if he didn't have anything to offer, you would have thought they'd have you know told him to sling his hook long before now. But every coach that we've had have always said positive things about him, which is why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt now. Um, and hoping you know if we can get some better forwards well, in and give him a chance. Me wrong, yeah. Yeah. I hope he proves so, me wrong. Yeah. But I I just saying from what I see, I, I'm I'm not seeing it. But as you say, the coaches uh, have said otherwise, and they gave him that uh, long contract. I think he's got yeah. another year after this yeah. as well. Yeah. So. 
I see. hope it's just a late bloomer. You know, some players have to graft, graft their arse off and then they sit they reap the rewards later on in the career, whereas some, obviously, like talented players, you know, like your Prices and your Jake Trumans, you can tell from 18 that they're going to be a good player. And if Price carries on, it's hard to see Giants keeping hold of him, to be honest with you, because I'm sure some big, mm. you know, big clubs will be sniffing around him like they are. Jake Truman, who was obviously four, five years older than Price, you know, it's easy to see him being in that position in five years' time. So we need to use him now while we've got him. Exactly, or get him to sign a con, you know, hopefully sign a contract, but not in terms of, you know, give him a contract and then we won't see him in first team, you know, for another four years because it's, hmm. it's not what it's about. I mean, look at Dom Young. He would have not have played this year. We know that for a fact. If he'd have signed that contract to play at the Giants, he would have maybe had a game last week or this week, you know, when we're so short of numbers. He would have not have been in that that team, but yeah, he can go over to the NRL and he's playing quite regularly now. You know, what mm. what do these young lads need to do to get into mm. the team and say, right, you've played well? You know, if it's an 18, 19 year old kid's good enough to play in NRL and be up to it, why aren't they, you know, physically ready to play in Super League when that's a much better competition? Um, Jake, what did um, Greenwood get Simbin for? Oh, what has he been banned? I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. The, I don't understand. The... Basically, he's lifted his feet off the floor and tackle and sort of, sort of, but you see that go on in almost every single Super League game. Somebody will come up and jump on the back, or like a smaller player will jump on the back of somebody to drag him to the floor. It's a three-game ban, is, isn't it? Which... It's, it's ridiculous, that. The only thing I can think of is, you know, you saw Lulawai's face, but a couple of times in that game, Lulawai went down like he'd been shot and then got instantly got back up. And then people say, oh, it's just, it's just a tough cookie. It's like, you can't go down like that and just get, inst- get up instantly. Well, you know? Interestingly, the uh, the video clip of that incident's actually been removed from Twitter. So right. <laughs> I'm not sure what's the story behind that. But uh, see, to, you can't find it. Uh, you, do, you do wonder. I mean, uh, Jackson Hastings, to be fair, didn't deserve to get banned for that. You know, it's just heat at the moment. He just grabbed his shirt, lifted him up told him to get up. You know, how, how often do you see that yeah. happen as well? You know, yeah, that, that was bad as well. The game's going too soft. It's just getting ridiculous now. There's players getting banned every single week. You know, three, four, five mm. players banned every week. For Not got enough players to go time, around. Half the time. time. No, exactly. And in, mm. in times of COVID, when you're struggling yeah, for players, exactly, yeah. you know, yeah. be a little bit more lenient. Come on. Mm. Interesting. And uh, speaking of players, there was a, uh, a really strange, what was apparently going to be a double swap with, Pete's and Peter Rue coming in uh, from Lee and then Cunningham and Ashworth going out, but James Cunningham decided he didn't fancy it right at the death and I, I'm not sure what's going on there because he, he seemed to be named in the squad and then he was like, nah, I don't fancy mm-hmm. it. And they, they were a little bit unhappy with him, weren't they, Lee? Mm, yeah, yeah, probably understandably so, really. You know, It seems like it was all done, all sorted. You know, Maybe if they'd known that was going to happen, they probably wouldn't have given us both Pete's and Peter Rue. Probably wouldn't have got <laughs> Pete's. Who actually, I thought had a good game, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Is he just going to? Watson clearly don't fancy him. Uh, so is he just happy to uh, just not be picked for us, or is he looking, waiting for a better option to move to? Because you know, come the end of the season, if we don't want him, he's going to be looking for a Super League contract somewhere if he can get one. So for him, it would make sense for him to be playing. But there must be maybe things we don't know about in that in this situation. There's a couple of things I can think of here. We do know Cunningham were injured, so was that tactical? Um, because we did want to keep him. I don't know. O'Brien's out mm. for us at year. Do we need two hookers? Yeah, we do. Um, we need Golding back at fullback. You know, I won't be surprised if to see Cunningham line up. Maybe not this week. Maybe next week when he's 
back fit. You know, and have two hookers in squad. I don't, I don't mm. know. Um, you know, Watson's been picking him up till now. So what's suddenly changed? You've got to wonder what's suddenly changed in Watson's eyes. Why suddenly he don't want James Cunningham? Um, or maybe you know, it was needs must. Yeah, but we did have O'Brien at the time, so you know O'Brien's capable of doing big minutes as he's done before. Why, mm, why you right. know, you had no problem letting Pete mm. do eighty minutes at the weekend. So I think uh, O'Brien. I don't know. I don't know if he's hundred percent fit. I yeah. don't think he's looked it to me. No, no, yeah, could be true. But you know, in terms of swap deal, at first I thought, oh, that's ridiculous. But then when I sort of looked at yeah. it a second time, I thought, well. Ashworth's been absolutely garbage. You know, there's no two ways about it. It's been really disappointing. Every time he's got an opportunity, he's been disappointed. We do know that it wasn't Watson that signed Cunningham and Ashworth. So you've got to ask the question, who made those signings? If it was Simon Wolford, but we knew Simon were going, why are we letting Simon sign players if we're not going to renew his contract, for one? You know, and if, if he hasn't, Simon hasn't made them signings, who has signed them? And why is the club signing players without a, a coach's say-so? Mm. that's the part waste that the money, confuses me it's a waste of money and now we've got to go through the whole process of getting rid of them again probably going to have to pay especially, some of the wages yeah, if they, if especially they're when they're on the uh, there are multiple year contracts it's not exactly. like it's just a one year deal so I mean, yeah. I, mean I think they're both Ashworth and Cunningham both got two year deals so they've only got one more year after this mm. the fact that we're sending Ashworth out now suggests he's not got a future at the club so you can see him leaving at the end of the year uh, probably to some somebody like Lee um, you know maybe a lower Super League club, someone like Salford, and he lives over in Man- he's from Manchester, Oldham, Oldham or Rochdale, way, I think. So, could see him ending up at Salford because I know Salford did want him, which were weird because I think I read a pod, I listened to a podcast last year saying Ian Watson wanted him at Salford. So <laughs> it does, it does, you know, just confuse me a little that. But you know, I'm not too disheartened with them both. them going to be honest with you, Pete's did quite well at the weekend. Thought he played well in the Origin game as well the the week before. Um, sorry, the. Um, the uh, Exiles Fake game origin. yeah <laughs> um, and I thought Petru he did alright I mean he offloaded the ball a little bit which is what we've yeah. missed but in terms of you know big big prop he's not exactly massive is he um, didn't exactly I thought make, he did alright he, he made that bad error yeah he made a bad away. error when he dropped the ball which is obviously not a good start but I thought he was uh, he, he offered something different for us like you said he yeah, he gave plenty of offloads, and he looked he looked a threat with the ball. Yeah. Was, uh, I thought it was a good option, better yeah. than um, better than yeah, like say Ashworth. I mean, if the, like if they're just to the end of the year, where he said you know, and it's not going to turn into a multi-year deal, especially for Pete's, you know, struggled to struggled in teams like OKR and Leeds. He's on his third so play club. Look, we, I'm sorry, Petru. Sorry, yeah. we don't exactly want him going forward. Mm. But Pete's, you Pete's, know, you could yeah, if you, you could if you make an out. argument for yeah, but yeah. but. I, I did want Anuka, you know, to go alongside O'Brien with a bit of pace that can make some darting runs. Mm. You know, Pete, he's not that quick, but he's, you know, he did played 80 minutes. He looked good. His organisation looked good. Um, you know, and he set up that first try for us. So, um, yeah. He's not pretty, dynamic, but he's got uh, a good, good delivery off yeah. of the ball and he's, uh, he's a good defender. As yeah. That brings us nicely onto, onto the stats. I'm doing your job for you, Matt. Uh, Nathan Pete, 61 tackles. And 13 from Marker, that's the most in each of those uh, for our side on, on Sunday. Should I carry on with the other stats? Go yeah, it, go yeah. for it. Yeah. So, uh, Luke Yates, you were right, um, 97.73 uh, tackling. Uh, Joe Greenwood, right, he, he actually had his best game for us by yeah, he did. some he distance. did, fully yeah. did, yeah. And he, uh, he also impressed with 96.7% uh, tackle success. Uh, he made four tackle busts as well. 
Um, elsewhere, it was pretty much for muchness, to be honest. Uh, Nathan Peets, as I said, he impressed with his tackling stats. So you've got Yates, Greenwood and Peets. Uh, statistically, they were our best players on Sunday. Do you, do you agree with that? Um, yeah, but yeah, but I'd say so. Yeah, but they were probably standout performers for me. Greenwood and Pete, uh, Greenwood, Peets, and Yates. To be honest, I yeah. thought them three. Um, did notice Joe Greenwood. I've given him some stick over the last few yeah. weeks, but I thought he really stood up at the weekend. And yeah. it's a shame he's banned now. So, is it because he was playing his former club? Do you think? Um, potentially, yeah. I'd probably had a point to prove, but again, you know, he's probably he's not. He's been one of our poorer performers in terms of senior players. So, you know. Watson might have had a word, word with him and said, look, come on, you've got to pull your finger out. I brought you to this yeah. club. Show me what you can do. Um, hopefully that's the case. Yeah, I thought he, he had a much improved game. Um, in terms of the overall team stats, um, Wigan made more metres than us, considerably more, actually, over 100 more. Um, that's my actually, main issue, over, Josh, you know, this over week. 200 more. The, the last two weeks, this is my main issue. You look at the metre makers and four out of the top five metre makers are Wigan players. And again, it just shows that the Giants just do not make the yards, you know, the hard yards and the meters of the field. And it's for me, it's it's blindingly obvious when week on week, you know, this is this is what we're seeing that you know, running straight at your opponent isn't working mm-hmm. at the minute. So maybe we need to. And we're not maybe we're not big enough to do that, are we? No, maybe we need to mix no. a few things up. Mm. Maybe, but, but I'm not there was one point in in the first half when we were kicking from our own fifteen meter line. You know. Yes. Yeah. That's oh, I think that's that's the you know, one one set. I think we made the fewest meters ever in a Super League set. Really? Literally, I think so. We must well, that's, have, so, that's something to take from the game. Isn't it? Literally made, I think, in one set after half time about nine meters. It, yeah. We really struggled to get off our line. It might have been mm. the first half actually. I don't know, but we really, really struggled. Um, and I thought to myself, God, you know, we've had five carries there and made about ten meters. That is really poor. You know, who's who's standing up and going? You know. So, yeah. that, but that's that's the worry, isn't it? Lack of meters, really. But but saying that, on the other hand, we actually had a higher average gain per carry than Wigan. We had seven point three one. They had six point three two meters per carry. That six point three two from them is probably the lowest I've seen this season since doing these stats. Mm. Which is, uh, I think, it says more about them than it does us. To be honest, didn't they have a lot more? Didn't they have a few sets though where they, you know, we had to drop out and. You know, yeah. they've got a repeat set, whereas we, we just don't seem to look for that at all. True, yeah. We, we, yeah. we seem to happy with just turning the ball over close to opposition line, which mm. I don't really understand that mentality, to be honest. But it's obviously a tactic for Watson because we've been doing it the last few weeks and I just don't feel like it works for us. You know, the one the, the one thing that we did off the cuff, which was Jake Wardle's kick, we've scored from. You know, I think we're in a position now mm. where we need to be trying more of that stuff. Because you know, like a hooker do, because it's worked for them this year. Um, you know, we're not in a position just to be. We ain't got the forwards. We've got injuries. We ain't going to be meeting teams down the middle. You know, we've had a couple of easy games, well, easier games. You know, with Wigan and when we've played Hull, we've got loads of players out. You know, so in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be playing teams that have got quite you know a lot of players in in the out of the full strength seventeen playing. You know, St. Ellen's and. Other sides, um, and I can see us taking some real pastings over the next few weeks, um, to be honest. Mm, hopefully not, but yeah, I see what you mean. Um, they made more tackle busts than us. Um, four clean breaks from them to just one from us. And this is an interesting one, because during the game, I thought we offloaded a bit more 
um, than previous matches. But we only offload, made 13 offloads. Wigan made 28 offloads. So I think that was a big problem for us, wasn't it? Not not getting the ball wrapped up and they had quite a bit of success off the back of those offloads. I think about 10 of them were in one, one set as well. Um mm-hmm. But see, yeah. when we offload, we don't offload, and it doesn't really, we don't really make a break from it. It's just a simple offload to play behind, and then we just take the tackle, you yeah. know. Whereas other teams offload, and it seems to put us into panic mode, and then we're all over the place. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all learning, yeah. I suppose. Um, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, aside from that, pretty even to be honest. Errors ten each. Uh, dummy runs twelve to ten. Uh, attacking kicks eleven to nine. Um, yeah pretty much even so I'd say the main takeaways are uh, the meters which is a problem every week and uh, restricting the offloads was was a big issue for us on Sunday Speaking of problems Kenny Edwards is back in the news uh, and he has a problem with uh, what Ian Watson's been saying doesn't he so um, Jake you've pointed us in the direction of a uh, serious about yeah. rugby league dot com story uh, which has uh, Kenny Edwards uh, a little bit unhappy with uh, how Ian Watson's said that he doesn't learn from his mistakes, and you know there may be a there may be cause maybe some crossed wires. Do you think in terms of the mistakes he's talking about, or do you think no, no, no? You know, Ian Watson's right in what we're saying. You know, he's not learned learned from his lessons on the field. You know, it was stupid at this stage of his career to get a ten game ban. Absolutely ridiculous. I get what he's saying with regards to the drink. He's turned his his life around. You know, but that that's not rugby league related. You know, that's his personal issue. Um, you know, in his life that he's he's managed to after so many years, you know, get clean with drink. Um, I think Watson's relating to his rugby, the rugby league side of it. You know, on the field, which he doesn't seem to learn his lesson. Um, you know, so you know, I don't know whether that him saying that in the I know in the article he's mentioned that he's still a giant for this year and he will be moving on at the end of the year and he wants to help his teammates prepare for the rest of the year. But I think by saying that to press, you know, he's trying to get the club just to say, you'll stay at home, you don't have to come back in. You know, by publicly saying, you know, that article, for me, it's just a case of, you know, and if I were the Giants, I would be telling him to stay at home because, you know, he said there, you know, we play like robots in one of the uh, one of the sentences. <laughs> um, you know, you don't want him having a negative effect on rest at squad, you know, on young mm-hmm. lads and stuff. You've got to just wash your hands with Kenny now. Pay him up yeah. and get him. Pay him up and get him out at squad and out at environment for me now. Yeah, especially when you consider a lot of what Ian Watson says is about trying to build a culture at the club yeah. and you know the culture that he wants. Uh, Ken Edwards does not really fit in with that, especially um, given those comments. So I would be inclined to um, come to some sort of arrangement where yeah. you know he trains by himself or whatever. Yeah. Um, obviously, contractually we're. We're going to be paying him this year and some of his wages next year as yeah. well. Um, another one of those deals. But um, yeah, I think when I heard Ian Watson's comments about Edwards and he said um, he didn't learn from his mistakes, I'll be honest, the first thing I thought of was, you know, his off-field antics uh, in the past. Uh, so I can see why uh, Kenny's taken it in that way because that's that's the way I interpreted it. So maybe um, Ian Watson should have maybe specified yeah, it wasn't referring to that. Just to uh, yeah. you know, that's what I meant by the crossed wires. Potentially. I, just, I just want to say as well, I've got nothing against Kenny. I think he's a cracking rugby league player. I'm sorry to see him go, mm. but you know, end of day, we'll just feel giant supporters. And if it's not going to be, uh, you don't want him causing a, a rift amongst other members of the squad. So therefore, mm. for me, he's got to he's got to sit out the rest of the year now. 
Yeah, I do to, like him as a player. Yeah, it's it's a shame, but you know, if he doesn't fit in, you know, the team's bigger than one player, isn't it? So he's got to he's going to have to go. I think. And I think the final thing as well is the to look forward to. It's almost a double header, isn't it? Really, in in some ways against Wigan, we got them coming back up again, uh, and again a bit of an injury crisis. But then maybe one or two back, Jake. Maybe one or two out. We're um, I think we've, yeah. we've got a few little insight on, on the squad I think there, in, I think in this one, I mean, we've named 17 players. We've got Fenton Rogers, Aidan McGowan um, from Academy. We've, um, who was the other one? Sorry, I forgot his name. Robson yeah. Stevens, who was in yeah. at the weekend, who never actually came on the field, which was another baffling decision. Only club that seems seems to do that, and we've done it three times this year. Especially <laughs> um, when Gave was visibly yeah, blowing. On his, on his ass. yeah. Yeah. Um, can I see them lads playing? No. Because, I mean, on Giant's site, it says further clearances over the next 24, 48 hours. I presume those clearances will be Matty English, Owen Trout, and Oliver Wilson. If so, unless we've signed somebody else on loan, there were rumours of Callum McClelland from Leeds last week. Can't see that being true, though. Um, if them three do come in, you know, it's not a bad squad. We've lost Greenwood, Wigan have lost Hastings, but Wigan have also gained Ethan Havard and Partington, who were banned from our previous game. I can just see it going similar to the previous game, really. Low-scoring game, Wigan probably just nicking it with the experience of Tommy Lulawai. Um Yeah, I mean, if you know, if English... Wilson and Trout are coming back if they've had I know Trout I think Trout was off with COVID and Wilson also you know if they've been isolating how fit they're going to be um, but for me you know we've got to put Will Price in now in the halves put Sam Wood in the second row and let McQueen go to prop something like that you know just change it up a little bit um, we obviously struggled in the forwards at the weekend but we're going to struggle even more so now with Greenwood out was one of our better forwards so yeah give Will Price a chance we've got nothing to lose at home against Wigan but fortunately, I can only see it going um, down as another defeat. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Hastings being out for them does give us increase our chances, obviously. But um, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, Greenwood, after he played so well on, on Sundays, is a miss for us. But I think Hastings is probably a bigger miss for them. But um, will he play the young lads? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Uh, I would... I'd, as I say, I can't see us winning the game with uh, Wood no. and Russell in the halves. So, well, we've also got, got Louis Senior missing as well. Sorry, Louis Senior and yeah. Ashall Botts also dropped out with the squad. That's both wingers that were in the squad at the weekend. So, mm. if Jerry, Jerry comes back in, back in if he's yeah. fit, if he's still feeling under the weather, he might not play. That's two wingers we've got to find from somewhere. You know who's going to play? Mm. You know, Wood. Probably, yeah, Wood, Wood on the wing, Price and Wood, Wood and McGowan, yeah, on the wing. So, you know, yeah. If that's the case, we're, we're really going to be up against it, regardless of Hastings being out. Actually, one one thing I forgot to say about the Wigan game, I thought Ashton Golding was brilliant. He was, yeah. I was surprised with the lack of beaters he made because I thought he did. He made quite a few carries, you know, and yeah. at one point he, did, he made a bit of a break, didn't he, from the back and yeah. went about 30 yards. That was superb. I, he took yeah. the ball in the pressure and went past about five men and made half a break, but no one supported him, as usual. No. He just looks yeah. to have lost a tad bit of pace as Golden. I don't know whether that's because he's been out for so long and he's bulked up a little bit. I don't know, but he looks mm-hmm. a little bit meatier this year. And he looks yeah. to have just slowed down just ever so slightly. Whether that's a bad thing, I don't know. Maybe, he, maybe. he looks stronger. But 
But he's safe as ours is at the back. And yeah, his oh, yeah, his organisation is fantastic. I think he's a great player. Well, he's uh, definitely one. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he a Watson player into Golding? He's yeah. there's nothing flash. Not flash. No, he's yeah. steady Double. away. His defence is excellent. <laughs> he'll probably, you know. It'll, it'll be Ian Watson's fullback for next year. Good yeah, character, good character well. and good he gives character. every yeah, yeah, gives everything. Good, good, good egg, isn't he? An all around yeah. good egg. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Well done, Ashton. <laughs> uh, Josh, you going for a score? Um, well, I've said if Price starts or plays more than thirty minutes, I think we we could maybe win. But as I said, there's not enough creativity for me. and I just, We won't score enough points. So, yeah, similar to last week, I think. Um, I'll go 12-8, uh, low scoring game. I was going to go 10-8. Yeah. There we go. What about you, Jake? Um, yeah, similar to Josh, I think we'll be in the game. You know, it depends how how we line up and what, you know, what squad he plays. But I know we've mentioned youngsters playing against full-grown men. If there's a time to play the youngsters, it's in this game because we're going to have a lot of young players. Ethan Avard, I think, is 19. Partington, Byrne, they're all 22, I think. You know, they've got uh, Umla Hanley, if that's his name. You know, I think he's like 20. You know, it's not a team full of experienced big pros in the Wigan team you know there's some, a lot of young yeah. lads in that team you know so give him a chance this week and if we do I think, I think probably still lose but I think nar- narrowly and I think it'll be another a good game and as long as it's entertaining I'm not bothered you know oh, it, is that the stage of the season we've got to yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah <laughs> if, it's, if it's going down to an entertaining game where you know it's going to go down to the last 5-10 minutes and we're in the game rather than a lot of Giants games where you know it's over after 20-30 minutes and you just have to sit there for the rest of the game thinking I'm not enjoying this. As long as it's as long as the game's enjoyable, that's all I'm bothered for now for the rest of the season. Made me laugh on the Sky Sports presentation when I think it was Brian Carney said Huddersfield need to win this if they're to have any chance of the playoffs. Oh, that ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. That that had gone. I think John Wells said, didn't he? That went weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gone. Sadly, yeah. sadly. Well, yeah. on the plus side, there's, uh, I think we're over halfway through now, aren't we? So. Yeah. I'm going for a ten-eight win, by the way. I'm taking Nate's uh, Nate's positivity for this week and, and say I, I just think Jackson Hastings is massive for them. Uh, if he's mm, not playing, enough, I think it, I think it gives I think it gives anyone a chance if Jackson Hastings is missing. Uh, I, I just think he's probably the best player in Super League. I, th- I genuinely think Jackson yeah. Hastings is a fantastic. Uh, he has been this year, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, I think last three years, I think he's just a brilliant, mm. brilliant player. I wish he'd uh, mm. f- make up a decision and, and pull on an England shirt to be honest, because he's eligible. Um, so yeah so without him I think he's a huge huge miss uh, and I think it even though both teams are missing I think it it puts us in the game to a certain certain degree so um, hopefully uh, I know Lulu is probably probably still going to play isn't he for Wigan and he's a decent player but uh, I do think we'll be in it and I think it's going to be a couple of points either way it's going to be a tight game and you know I think some of the players that have come in I've got uh, I think maybe we'll hopefully see uh, a bit of a pick me up I hope so, I'm going are, we doing a, are we doing AOB? Going for a what? Sorry, are we doing AOB this week? The Adam O'Brien round. Um, a couple of shout outs to make. Yeah, go for it, mate. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, shout out to Sam Wood who's signed for Hull Care. Um, you know, sad to see him go. Really, he every position he gets asked to play at the Giants, he plays and does nothing spectacular, but he does everything well. Um, he's never been given a run in a position to develop for me. I always thought he'd turn into a decent second rower, a bit like uh, Steve Menzies type of 
uh, you know, that sort of building sort of playing ability. Ball playing loose, um, mate. That's what I've yeah, got. That's he what never I'm seems saying. to get a, a fair crack in one position. I mean, he's definitely not a winger, but, you know, at centre, he never lets us down when he's playing. It'd, be, it'd be interesting to see where Hooker are playing for me. Yeah, it would. I think they'll, they'll keep him in one position more than we do. Mm, yeah, exactly. But he's obviously got fed up of that being used as a utility and he wants to move on to yeah. further his career, which I don't blame him. You know? Yeah, good luck, Sam. I'm sad to see him good go. But at the yeah. same time, there's rumours of an old player coming back to Giants, Nathan Mason, if that's true. We don't know yet. Um, we've also been linked to uh, Brad Fash from Hull. Um, both players don't really get bums on seats or you know, massively improve the squad for me, but again, they can't be any worse than some of the players we've had lining up for us this year, so it might be a bit of a plus. <laughs> Nathan Mason's yeah. got some incredible size on him, though, hasn't he? If he can just yeah, he has, channel yeah. that. you know, What is he, 6'4", 6'5", 19 stone, something like yeah. that. He, I mean, you know, he's still... Still only 27 as well, so he's not like a, you know, he's not 32, 33 and coming here just, you know, if he did come, you know, he's still coming as a quite young in prop terms. So. Moving into mm. his prime, isn't he? Yeah. So, and yeah. he's still and got it, quite, he's got something to prove, hasn't he? After yeah. we let him go. And uh, I remember yeah. when he when he first, you know, he first started playing regularly, I think it was 2016 season, the team was struggling, but I thought he was one of the, the brighter points um, yeah. in that season. As you say, Matt, he's, he's got the size, it's just using that in the right way, which hopefully uh, Ian Watson can help him out with. But yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm happy with, as you say, they're not, they're not, um, they're not uh, overwhelming signings. Uh, well, you look at Mason and Fash, but you need those kind of players. If, don't you? if you end up with something like Chris Hill, Seb, Nathan Mason, then that's a bit more of a, an impactful English. forward line. Uh, yeah, impro- yeah that, that's improved. You know I mean? as in, in it punches the holes, department. doesn't it? Yeah, it punches yeah. holes. Yeah. yeah, it looks I mean, a bit more, doesn't it? Like a bit, a bit more yeah. size to it. Yeah, you, you take Seb over Gavit every day at week. You know, even though Seb's not the fittest, he's still a lot fitter than Gavit is. You know, he offloads more. I mean, he played played really well f- against us a few weeks ago. Mason probably, you'd have to say, you know, a few times I've watched Lee play, he's done all right for me. So you'd have to take him over Ashworth at the moment. And then you've got Chris oh, Hill. Chris Hill is coming in on top of that, hopefully, which can just give a bit, bring some of these youngsters on, like English and Wilson, someone to look up to. Because at the moment, in terms of props, I don't think they have got anybody to look up to. Who's the who's the prop forward? They're all looking up to at the moment. Gavi, El Crabtree. I mean, I mean Yates is still a young lad himself. <laughs> I think Yates is only twenty-five, so he's hardly yeah. experienced himself, is he? You know. Mm. So, do you think Yates is a prop? No, but again, he made two hundred meters. I think at the weekend. Um, I don't so, really know what he is. You know, that's really? that's good. That's good no, meters. You know, so you know, I don't loose. know if we were if we were a loose forward and making two hundred meters. That's a damn good loose forward for me. But I don't think he has mm. the. I don't think he's good enough playing the ball to do that. I think he's just a hard worker that can play eighty minutes. Tackles, um, tackles are fun, yeah, don't they? Tack- yeah. Tackles tackle machine. Yeah. So he's just a better version. I like him, Bruno. Yeah. Basically, I think a he's a lot better. slight better version than Bruno. I think he's a lot better personally, but that's besides. That's I won't, I won't be hearing no no shade on Bruno, mate. You know, I'm not. It's nothing bad. Nothing <laughs> bad against Bruno. He's a solid player, but I think legend. he takes the ball. He takes the legend. ball in with a bit more venom. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I think Bruno's better defensively, isn't he? Michael Lawrence, I'm going to call him. But yeah, I think that's. Is that it, uh, Jake? Any yeah, that's it, yeah. shout outs? You want to say hello to your no, mum or dad or anything no. while you know? Yeah, shout out to Bob Rollins. He'll be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right, I think that's it, guys, for this week. So thanks, everybody, for listening again. Uh, a bit shorter um, this week, and uh, and hopefully we're back next week, and I'm right, and the other two guys are, are wrong, and we can have a bit more zip in the attack that we use next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah.